People always ask me about opening a juice bar and what has been the hardest part. And I always tell them the hardest part is finding the right employees. But one thing that's been really helpful is ZipRecruiter. There are job sites that send you tons of the wrong resumes to sort through. That's not smart. But you know what is smart? Going to ZipRecruiter.com slash breakfast to hire the right person. ZipRecruiter doesn't depend on candidates finding you. It finds them for you. Its powerful matching technology scans thousands of resumes, identifies people with the right skills, education, and experience for your job, and actively invites them to apply. So you get qualified candidates fast. That's why ZipRecruiter is rated number one by employers in the U.S. This rating comes from hiring sites on Trustpilot with over 1,000 reviews. And right now, my listeners can try ZipRecruiter for free at this exclusive web address, ZipRecruiter.com slash breakfast. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash breakfast. ZipRecruiter.com slash breakfast. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. The world's most dangerous morning show, The Breakfast Club. Good morning, USA. Uh, good yo, morning, yo, 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 <laughs> yep. Good morning. <laughs> hey, good morning, DJ Envy. It's Monday! Back to the work week. And you know we are beat today because we had our concert last night, Powerhouse, mm-hmm. in New York City. What a crazy weekend. Shout first, shout out to everybody that goes to HBCU Friday. I was at Howard University's homecoming during the day at the Yard Fest. Then Friday night, I was at Hampton University. Saturday, I went to Birmingham for the Classic and then Sunday, I got back here for our Powerhouse concert. Now, if you don't know who's on, who was on our Powerhouse concert, it was Cardi B, SZA, Ella May, Juice World, uh, g Easy, Little Duval, uh, Lou Cash. Takashi 6ix9ine made a surprise pop-up. Yeah, uh, A Boogie with the hoodie and Takashi 6ix9ine came and, and killed it. Now, shout to Takashi 6ix9ine. And I know he, he has a lot of shenanigans around him. He does a lot of crazy and stupid stuff, invites a lot of people to his private area. But I will say, when he is determined to do something, he is determined to do something. Now, he is banned from basically any huge venue in New York City. Banned. He can't come. And he's not one of those faces where he could just kind of just sneak in. Right. He can't just sneak in. I mean, he has tattoos all over his face. But he did sneak in. He could have said it was Halloween and he was dressed up as Takashi 6ix9ine. I don't know if that would have worked. But he did sneak in. He got in last night, got on that stage. And in my opinion, had the best performance of the night, hands down. Well, yeah, the audience went crazy for him. Yeah, came out six songs, nothing but energy, and he came by himself. He didn't come with a, a group of people. He, he would have got in. No, nah, he would have <laughs> got in. He came he by himself. In. He hid in, in a little corridor, in a little corner, until he had his moment to get on stage and kill it, and he killed it. So give Takashi Six Nine a round of applause, man. He did his damn thing last night. And he has the most watched interview on on the Breakfast Club. Yeah, he also he did tell me that uh, he has a new album coming up in the next couple of weeks, and he wants to come back up here. But shout to everybody that was involved with Powerhouse, everybody downstairs. Shout to Coach Thea. Shout to the Prudential staff. It was a great, great, great event. I had a lovely time. My kids were there. My kids had an amazing time. They got to take pictures with everybody that they they wanted to meet. 
It was just a dope event. Shout to Cardi B. She killed it. Mm-hmm. It was a dope event. I had a great time. I mean, we didn't leave the venue until about midnight, 1230. Yeah, Cardi B's really a great performer. I actually love SZA, too. Yeah, SZA killed it, I too. I had a chance to sit down and, and do an interview with SZA while we were there, and I'm a big fan of hers. And she's from Jersey. She said she thinks this is the first time she's performed in Jersey. Wow. So that was great for her. And, and Amp Energy Organic, we did this whole contest where the winners got to actually come to Powerhouse and mm-hmm. show their side hustles. And that was really fun. I got a chance to sit down with all the winners for that. So right. I had a great time. I actually came from my cousin's wedding that day. Um, so it was a long, 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 long day. But congratulations to my cousin, Laura, and Betsy. They got married on Sunday. Okay, yeah, congratulations to them. And again, shout out to everybody, all you guys that came out last night. If you came out, I know a lot of you are probably getting up slow because it was a long, long, long night. An amazing crowd. You guys had so much energy from the start of the show. This was the first time that the show started on time and people were in their seats on time. Usually at about 7 o'clock, people are just getting in. No, they were ready to rock at 7. Everybody had so much energy. So shout to all of you guys, man. We appreciate you guys so much. Thank you for turning Powerhouse out. Great right. event. Great event. We'll now, get more into it, though, I'm sure, throughout the course of the morning. Absolutely. A lot now, happened. Now, uh, Dr. Phil will be joining us this morning. Nice. We'll kick it with Dr. Phil. He recently had, what's that girl? Treasure. Treasure. That's her name, Treasure. She's the girl that's black but thinks she's really white. Like, she like she really, really thinks she's, like, white. Like, she calls herself white, but she's black. Correct? Mm-hmm. That's correct. Right. <laughs> so we'll kick it with Dr. Good description. Phil. Yeah, I was just trying to <laughs> describe it right. Now, she we hates got... black people. Not only does she think that she's white, she also hates black people. She calls them gorillas. She right. calls them monkeys. Mm. Great. All right. Well, let's get the show cracking. Front page news, what are we talking about? Really awful incident over the weekend with domestic terrorism, a bomber in Pittsburgh. Um... Uh, well, a shooter in Pittsburgh, and then also the bombing that happened, all, the suspected bomber that was sending out all the mail. They've identified who that person is, so we'll get into both of those this morning. All right, we'll get into all that when we come back. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ MV Angela Yee, Charlamagne the God. We are The Breakfast Club. Let me shout out to DJ Spin King, because that was Spin King's brainchild to bring out A Boogie, Takashi 69 and G9Boys. That was his brainchild in it. That was his off. set. Yeah, that was his set, and he killed it. It was his birthday, too. So shout to Spin King. Right, right? Spin King. Now let's get into front page news. All right. Now you want to talk football? I really don't want to, but we can go through it. Eagles beat the Jaguars 24-18. The Chiefs beat the Broncos 30-23. Seahawks beat the Lions 28-14. The Bengals beat the Buccaneers 37-34. Steelers beat the Browns 33-18. The Bears beat the Jets 24-10. Uh, the Colts beat the Raiders 42-28. to The Redskins, they beat my Giants 2013. The Cardinals beat the 49ers 18-15. The Rams beat the Packers 29-27. And the Saints beat the Vikings 30-20. And tonight, of course, is Monday Night Football. The Patriots take on the Bills. Now, what sad news we going with now, ye? But let's oh, start with the some Boston good... Red Sox. Congratulations yeah, to the you Boston can't Red Sox. That. They won the World Series last night. They beat the Dodgers 4-1. Congratulations to Boston. I think they said they won four times in the past 15 years that or is something true. like that. That is true. Wow. All right. Well, let's start with some good news with the Powerball Jack. Well, good news for two people. For the rest of y'all, I guess not because you guys played and didn't win. But uh, somebody in Iowa and somebody in Harlem actually won the massive Powerball jackpot. So each ticket is worth $343.9 million, or if you break it down, it's almost $200 million cash. So congratulations to them. 
All right. There's a lot of secondary prizes. So even if you didn't win that prize, they're saying that there's two tickets in Florida and Texas that won $2 million and 13 others in nine different states who won $1 million each. So don't just throw it away because you didn't get the big prize. I've been trying to figure out all weekend long if I got family in Harlem, but I ain't got no family in Harlem, so. All right, now let's talk about Cesar Sayak. He's the man suspected of sending 14 pipe bombs to different Democrats around the country who were critical of Donald Trump. He is from Aventura, Florida. He's facing federal charges. He could get up to 48 years in prison if he is convicted. Now, they're saying there could still be more packages that are on their way to being delivered, but they have some information for him. He was a stripper. Yeah, he was a stripper. It wasn't Chippendales. It was like a knockoff Chippendales. It was called Gold Productions. Gold Productions, okay. And they've been sued multiple times by Chippendales as well for trying to use their name for different things. Uh, He's even threatened to kill and infect other dancers with HIV. He's been an exotic dancer for years. Wow. Does he have HIV? I don't know anything about that. He once threatened to stab another dancer with a syringe loaded with HIV-infected blood. Oh, he's crazy, crazy. Yeah. They said once he got so jealous of a rival dancer, he tapped tuna can lids to the bottom of his... He taped tuna can lids to the bottom of his boots and threatened to stomp his face and cut him up. Goodness gracious. Yeah, and he used to threaten people on Twitter, but we'll get into that later. All kinds of things. So he has been uh, identified. Yeah, yeah, they caught him fast. I think he wanted to be caught, but they need to lock him up and, and keep him there forever. And a tragic story in Pittsburgh at a synagogue at Tree of Life Synagogue. 11 worshipers were killed Saturday morning when a man, <laughs> Robert Bowers, targeted Jews online and made anti-Semitic comments during the shooting, came in there and just shot up. Uh, the service at synagogue. He's facing 29 federal charges, some which are punishable by death. They're saying he could potentially get the death penalty. Six more people were injured as well. So really sad situation. Here's what Donald Trump had to say. Gun law. Gun law. This has little to do with it. If you take a look, if they had protection inside, uh, the results would have been far better. They didn't. Here the police were outstanding. Oh, God. I, you know, I, like I said, I, I, I'm not supposed to hate people, but I really hate him. Like, he's, instead of just saying my condolences to the family, this is such a tragic situation. You it's know, like blaming them he, for he not blames, having... Well, they should have had, had weapons inside. Like, come on. People have just lost family members, kids, fathers. Now, keep in mind, Robert Bowers is in the hospital. He's being treated for gunshot wounds after actually getting into a shootout with the police as well. So he's still alive. I should have just killed him. All right. Well, that is your front page news. All right. Now, get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you're upset, you need to vent, hit us up right now. Maybe you had a bad night, bad morning. Maybe you're tired because the weekend was long. Or maybe you feel blessed. 800- Did anybody talk to Charlemagne this morning and make sure he's up? Yeah, he's late. He's on his way. Okay. 800-585-1051. Hit us up now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Let's go. This is your time to get it off your chest. Whether you're man or blessed. Say it with your chest. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. So if you got something on your mind, let it out. Hello, who's this? Alicia from... Hey, okay, Alicia. Well, get it off your chest, mama. Well, it's nothing bad. It's a good thing. Um, I've been at my job for a year and a half, and uh-huh. I finally have my dream schedule, which is 7 a.m. and 4 a.m., because I'm a single mom, and I can't really afford to have someone pick my kids up every day. And I successfully got the, my two youngest daughters, one and four, dressed, no problems, and out, and we made it to work on time, and now I'm dropping everybody off to daycare. Okay, well, so enjoy your really day. I'm proud of myself. Yes, you are popping. What a great start to the day and the week. Well, thank you, Mama. Enjoy your day. You too, guys. Bye. Trav, what up, Trav? What's going on, Envy? What's up, bro? 
Okay. Well, thank you. They're the bomb-made twins, so happy birthday to them. Happy birthday, babies. James. Good morning. Good morning. This is the Breakfast Club. Good morning. No, this is the Breakfast Club. What up, James? Get it off your chest. Man, I'm just feeling feeling a little stressed, but yet I'm blessed, you know, in a sense, because I'm I'm up and alive and well, you know, I'm going through some things at home, but other than that, I just just wanted to really get on the radio and give a shout-out to my favorite radio station, you know, my favorite crew in the morning, the Breakfast Club. Thank you, bro. What you going through that so so hard, man? What's, What's up? Talk to us. Man, tell me what I ain't going through. Hey, gave me like five days, uh... In my house because of uh, back when the storm hit, I got behind on my rent. Uh-huh. Landlord ain't trying to work with me, so then the job we was off for like two weeks. There ain't no paycheck come Damn. in, and Damn, right I'm now sorry. it's a struggle. That's Damn. awesome. All right, well you got your life, brother. You alive? Hey, that's what I'm saying, man. I ain't giving up. All right, brother. I'm we'll like be- Charlemagne. I'm in it to win it. We'll be, we'll be praying for yeah, you. We'll pray for you. Appreciate you, my brother. Y'all have a go. You ever ask somebody what's wrong, and then when they tell you, you'd be like, damn, maybe I shouldn't have asked. I should just should have let it go. Oh, my God. I just said something crazy on Twitter. What? I can't even say. Somebody just said, well, never mind. I don't want to say because I don't want other people to do the same thing. Okay. Hello, who's this? Oh, my God. Hello? Hello good morning. Good morning. What's, who's this? This is Craig. Morning, morning, morning. Morning, morning, morning. Morning, 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 morning to you. Hey, man. Shout out to y'all yesterday. I didn't get to make it, but I seen y'all through the Insta snap. Charlemagne, it's about time you let them boots breathe, boy. Yeah, you know, ever <laughs> since we did our interview, right, they told him they got to loosen up his boots. Carlos. It's about time. Yeah, he let you loosen them up a little bit. I want to get a thing this morning, though. I watch, I listen to y'all every day. Uh, this weekend was a good weekend. I spent time with my kid. DJ Envy, I might not be able to make it to your car show, but, Damn. you know. Yeah. You could bring the kids. Yeah, you bring the kids to the car show. I, I was trying to do times is hard, man. Times is hard. My Time. little man want to go, though. How old's your kid? He's six. All right. I'll pay for your kid. You pay for yourself. I thought hey, it was free man, for kids. That's right there. It is, it is free for kids. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. It's free for kids under five. But yeah, I got you. Hold on, man. I had to rearrange my whole schedule Thank just to make sure you. I'm here for Envy's car Hold show. Hold on, man. I'll get your information, all right? Can Thank you pay you. for my kids? You ain't got no kids, damn it. I'm bringing some. And don't forget, my car show is this Saturday, mm-hmm. all right? If you want to see how your favorite celebrities drive, like Cardi B, Ross, 50 Cent, Fabulous, Nas, and a host of other cars, make sure you get your ass at that car show this Saturday. You can get tickets at Eventbrite. Hello, who's this? Hi, it's Brianna. Hey, mama, get it off your chest. Well, today's my birthday, so... Oh, I'm happy glad. birthday! Happy birthday! It's a bad bitch birthday. Ow. Yes, I'm 25. Yes, okay. girl. What you going to do? I don't know. My boyfriend said he's going to take me out somewhere, but in my, I'm going to Miami soon, so that's my celebration. Okay. Is he going with you or are you going with the girls? I'm going with my sister and my mom. Oh, okay, boy. those are the girls. No problem. Yep, yep, yep. And where you from, Mama? Boston. Boston. So you're going to be partying <laughs> and y'all just won the World Series. It's Again. your birthday. Okay. All right. It's lit in Boston. You know the world, the, we're the best city of champs, Okay. <laughs> I wouldn't say you the best city. I was in Boston one time when they actually won the World Series before, and they was going crazy, like turning cars over. I was like, y'all won. What's happening out here? <laughs> what a city of camp. All right, all right. Well, congratulations, We'll let you have that mama. for today just because it's your birthday. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I appreciate it. <laughs> Enjoy your day, mama. Thank you. Have a good day, guys. You too. 
Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, you can hit us up at any time. Now, we got rumors on the way? Yes, and before I tell you what we're doing in rumors, I have a present for you this morning because I know we're very tired from being out all night last night at Powerhouse. You but you me? know, I have a, my own fresh juice that's about to launch. Mm-hmm. So I bought you a sample of Drink Fresh Juice. You can go to drinkfreshjuice.com and that's our Instagram also. This one is apple, beet, and ginger and this will give you some energy this morning. That won't make so me you diarrhea. Get to, no, no. Sam- no, it won't. Okay. This will help you sample this and you'll be one of the first people to try it. Besides everybody that we sponsored at Afropunk with Toyota. All right. I'll try it. <laughs> you better. You gonna tell get excited. We'll get excited. I'm excited. But what are we doing in rumors? You didn't sound excited. You I'm excited. Some, you need some energy? Have, have some Drink Fresh Juice. And come to the stage. Angela Yee. What's the name of it? All right. It's called Drink Fresh Juice. With her Drink Fresh Juice. What are we having in rumors? Right now we'll be talking about a new life story that's coming to Netflix, but it will be animated. And guess who it's about? Who? I'm going to tell you in rumors. All right. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. It's about time. What's going on? Yo, yo, yo. Rumor Report. Rumor Report. This is the Rumor Report. Talk to him. With Angela Yee on The Breakfast Club. <sighs> Well, you set it off, Envy, because I was a little late to Powerhouse. My cousin got married yesterday in Asbury Park, New Jersey. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Laura and Betsy. And so I was a little late. So what did I miss? Because when I got there, who was on stage? We were actually about to bring out SZA. Uh, Lou got cash, opened up the show. Mm-hmm. And then right after that, I brought out Little Duval. How I miss Little Duval? Yeah, you didn't even know you missed Little Duval. Little Duval killed it. Little Duval had 10 minutes on, on, on stage and... He did Smile Bitch for 10 minutes. Yeah, no, he, he got the crowd hyped first. He played a couple of New York joints, and then he he, he did Smile Bitch. He brought out a, a, a pianist. I mean, not a, a violinist, matter of fact. He brought out a violinist that helped him do the smile. He killed it. And he brought out Fat Boy SSC. I don't know what Fat Boy did. What did Fat Boy do? Just chill. Oh, okay. Just hung out <laughs> on stage. But what he did do was, I was like, he about to get locked up. He stopped in the middle of a Smile Bitch, and he pulled out this big, long... Uh, Rolled up thing of weed. It's called a joint. A, a, thing a, of a weed. joint. My God. I don't know what to call it. How a joint. old are you? I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't, people don't say joints anymore. Why people don't say joints anymore? J. Almost, do they still say joints? Yeah, they say a joint, a J. <laughs> well, he rolled up some weed right on stage and, and lit it and, and smoked it right there. I said, oh, he's about to get locked up. And then he just smiled, bitch again, killed it. And then after that, Duval's a real artist nowadays because he's giving out <laughs> chains. He gave me a chain last night. He, he gave you a chain? He gave me a rich, broke chain. Oh, shoot. Well, he didn't give me the chain. He gave me the charm of his cheap ass. Oh, so now, <laughs> it's my chain. So now y'all go together? <laughs> they go together. That's my dog for years. You know what I'm saying? I'm proud of Duval. Drop on the clues bombs for Duval, man. Duval is finally embracing. Uh, who he is. And what I mean by that, he's a guy who should have been rocking those big stages years ago, but mm-hmm. he, he wasn't taking he it serious enough. Well, he's he got it. He just wasn't focused. He's focused now. Yeah, All he's right. focused now. And now, in addition to that, we introduced SZA. The Breakfast Club came out and introduced SZA. She mm-hmm. performed. And then I had a little sit-down with SZA, and what's exciting is we can expect some new music soon. I have, like, heavy baby fever right now. It's so crazy. Okay. I do. All right. Well, maybe that's what the next album's going to be about. Hell no. <laughs> do, we know when it, do we know when it's coming or how, how um, long you are? I have an idea to where I might drop something before my album because I take my album really seriously. I need not hold it for four years. All I'm right. Fine. So something might drop maybe before the holidays, before the album. That would be crazy. But maybe. Definitely.
Definitely. How she went from saying she got heavy baby fever to talking about her album? Well, we were talking about Halloween coming up, and there's a lot of little girls dressed on social media as SZA. Mm-hmm. So she was talking about the little girls dressed as her and how she has baby fever from looking at those pictures. I'm still and trying then, to figure out how that went from baby fever to her album. Because her album's hit. her baby. We were discussing that earlier, oh. too. I want to know if she got any prospects. Who out there about to shoot SZA's club up? Mm-hmm. Yeah, she got a lot of great DMs, so make sure you watch that full interview with SZA. But she also went back on stage when Cardi B closed out the show. Yeah, she killed it. Cardi, Cardi B killed, killed it. it. I miss I miss Barty's performance. Yeah. Well. I saw her backstage though. We was chopping it up backstage. Her, well, her daughter is beautiful. Drop on a clues bomb for culture. Uh, young culture. Culture is gorgeous. They've been getting all kinds of offers for pictures of culture. She's turning down seven figure offers right now. Oh no, that baby's worth at least fourteen figures. Maybe 21. And then you got to talk about Takashi killing it last night, Yes, Takashi also hit the stage. He was an unexpected performer. He was actually banned from the venue, but he managed to slide in somehow. I don't know how he got in there, but he did get in there. Shout out to Spin King. It was Spin King's birthday, so uh, for his birthday, he brought out a boogie with the hoodie and Takashi, and Takashi ripped it down. Five songs You were his DJ. Yeah, I DJ for him. He killed it. He absolutely positively killed it. I don't know how he got in the building or how he got out the building, but he snuck in and snuck his ass right out. Well, if he, he wouldn't have to sneak in the venues if he didn't attract so much trouble. I would think the love he received from that crowd last night would be enough for him to stop the antics and start rocking these arenas, but I doubt it. Well, he has no choice now. He's on probation. There's some stipulations he has to yeah. abide by. He so didn't abide none of them last Which night. we're going to talk about in the room. Last night report. he was supposed to not say Treyway no more. I heard Treyway from that stage a few times. I think I didn't say, hear that. Well, whatever. And it was saying he wasn't. And it was saying he wasn't. And it was. What you mean a snitch? You were in front of twenty thousand people. What are y'all talking about? <laughs> what else happened? What else? Are you and and, 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 and it wasn't supposed to be talking about any gang stuff no more. You damn sure was doing that last night. Hey, if you can sneak a whole snitch nine into the Prudential Center, what else can you sneak in? What else was in there? I wasn't supposed to be in there last night. Huh? I don't know. Nothing. The craziest thing about it, his, 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 he looked the most suspicious in the whole building. <laughs> like, I saw him like three times, and I was like, I think that was 6'9". And then people was like, yeah, that was 6'9". I'm like, he, you look too suspicious. He got tattoos all over his First face. All, that he, six he had a hoodie on, and right. he had it all buttoned up to the top, and like a little mask covering his face. Bro, it's Halloween. You could have just wore a costume. You know what I'm saying? But he, he got it. He could have just came in with a real mask on, and nobody would have paid it no attention because it's Halloween. Instead, he decided to look like the most. He decided to look like the most suspicious trick or treater I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> but he okay? got it. He got it. He, he, he hit it. All right, guys. Rumor report. All right. Thank you. Front page news next year. <laughs> yes, we are going to talk about somebody from Harlem, and they're about to be a hundred millionaire. I guess that's what you call it. Era, era, era. All right, we'll get into that next. Keep it locked. And then Dr. Phil will be joining us next hour. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. All right. Morning, everybody. It's DJ MV Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Let's get in some front page news. We shouldn't really talk football. My team is definitely going to have a great game next week. It's not next, all about you. All right. A great game next week. They won in six. It don't matter how many more great games they have. Well, they got to buy next week, so they're not even playing. So no. they, they definitely can't lose. I saw a headline saying that Odell's not happy to be a giant. Nobody's happy to be a giant <laughs> right now, Yee. Jeez. 
All right, the Eagles beat the Jaguars 24-18. Chiefs beat the Broncos 30-23. Seahawks beat the Lions 28-14. The Bears beat the Jets 24-10. Steelers beat the Browns 33-10. The Panthers beat the Ravens 36-21. Bengals beat the Buccaneers 37-34. The Redskins beat the Giants 20-13. Uh, the Rams beat the Packers 29-27. The Saints beat the Vikings 30-20. The Cowboys didn't win or lose, huh? They had a bye week. They had a bye week. And, and then uh, this tonight, the Patriots take on the Bills. And congratulations to the Boston Red Sox. They won the World Series last night. Drop on the clues bombs for the real title town, the only title town. They beat the Dodgers 4-1. to one. Them goddamn Boston, Bostonians. Congratulations to them. Now, and don't forget in boxing, Danny Jacobs won by split decision over the weekend. Okay. As well, right? Yep, and he wants to fight Canelo Alvarez now. Mm-hmm. All right, now let's talk about uh, the bombing suspect, uh, Cesar A. Sayak. He's the person that sent 14 packages targeting politicians, high-level politicians who were Democrats, who also were critics of Donald Trump. Well, now they are saying they have more information about him. They said he worked as a stripper. I saw some pictures. Of course, a stripper of him. delivering pipe bombs. It sounds all. It's just all so. It's just such a great story, like this guy. Now, he was on probation for battery and grand theft back in 2014, and he would travel to do work with Chippendales, but it was not the real Chippendales. It was like a knockoff Chippendales that he was working for. They were getting sued all the time for trying to use their name. And they said uh, as he worked as an exotic dancer for years, he threatened to kill and infect other dancers with HIV. That's a pipe bomb. That's uh, that guy. So we'll see what happens. And why would you call yourself the, the Chippendales when you can call yourself the pipe bombers? That's a great name for a group of strippers. Well, we'll see what happens when he goes to court because he is facing up to 45 years. All right, now let's discuss some really sad news. This was in Pittsburgh, and the American Jewish community is in mourning. Everybody's in mourning right now after a gunman killed 11 worshipers on Saturday morning in a synagogue in Pittsburgh. They're saying it is the deadliest attack ever on Jews in the United States. This went down at the Tree of Life Synagogue. The suspect, Robert Bowers, is in the hospital after a shootout with the police. He's being treated for gunshot wounds. And basically, he was just saying that he uh, hated all Jewish people and he targeted Jews. And he just wanted to make sure that he showed up and caused all kinds of havoc. And he did. Listen, Mary, reminds me of the shooting that happened at Emanuel AME in Charleston, SC. There are absolutely no mm-hmm. safe spaces in America anymore. The church, the synagogue, the kingdom hall, the mosque, those are supposed to be safe spaces. When you're worshiping and you're praying to God, you're supposed to be giving all your problems to God and giving all your stress to God and giving all your glory to God mm-hmm. and to have the devil come in there and do something like that. It's just like there, there's no safe spaces in America, man. Not well, he'll be making his first court appearance this afternoon, and he's facing 29 federal charges, some of which are punishable by death. Jesus. All right, and two winners will split the $687 million Powerball jackpot. One person is actually from Harlem, or at least they bought the ticket in Harlem. The other person is in Iowa. Okay, so even if you didn't win and you're not going to split that, they're going to cash out at about $198 million apiece if they take the cash after uh, they take that. Merry freaking Christmas. Yeah, that's yeah. a nice Christmas. Who Great Christmas. You? Who's the guy in Harlem? Drop on the We don't know yet. Or the girl. Yeah. If it's a guy, you should be trying to get that scissor right now because she got baby fever. Oh, boy. <laughs> All right? Okay, well, that's your front page news. All right, now, when we come back, Dr. Phil will be joining us. We'll kick it with Dr. Phil, so don't move. Dr. Phil. 
It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Good morning, everybody. It's DJ MV, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. We got a special guest in the building. Yes, sir. Dr. Phil. What's up, Dr. Phil? Good morning. How's everybody? <laughs> 17 seasons of the Dr. Phil show. Yeah. Congrats, man. Yeah, thanks. And you ever look at them? Till 2023. That's right. Wow. We just signed up for some more. Do you ever look at them and say, man, do I have to do press? I mean, God dang, they know it's on. They know where to find it. No, you know, I I like getting out and talking to people. Mm -hmm. I really do. I don't like doing it at six o'clock in the morning for like the Today Show or something. But this is pretty. This pretty civilized here. Got you. Well, right now you are on fire with this girl Treasure that you had on the show. That is a black girl who says that she's white. Now Charlamagne gave a donkey today. Have you ever heard donkey today? Do you even remember who that is, Doctor Phil? I do remember this treasure girl. Yeah. Yes, I do. She drove me crazy. <laughs> Did you believe anything that was coming out of her mouth? You know, I, I, when you get somebody that is that radical, the first thing you do is think, you know, is this a put on? Right. And, but we, before we have somebody on, we do a deep dive on these people before they ever get on. And this mother was desperate. And what happened is this girl was adopted and her mother did not tell her. her. Her father was a white guy. Her stepfather was a white guy. He died, and when he died, mom said, oh, by the way, that was your stepdad. You're not biracial. Mm. Your real dad mm. is black. And she was like, what? Because she, she just had no idea. And at that same time, they moved out of the suburbs and into the city, and her whole life changed. And she freaked out. They must have beat her ass every day in school. That's why I was. That's why I was wor- so, working so hard on it. Like, girl, come on, you are a racist. You need to shut up. Yeah. And I, I brought in a life coach for her. you. You probably mm-hmm. saw the wonderful lady out of Atlanta. That's a really, really talented and <clears throat> delightful uh, life coach for her. But she's a hardhead. I'm afraid she's going to really get her ass beat. Seriously. <laughs> Dr. Phil, do you believe do you believe somebody can be transracial? Yeah, I do. I mean, it you you identify with what you grow up with, what you learn, mm-hmm. what what all of your cultural cues are, everything that you identify with. Uh, you know, that's that's your identity. It, it's not your genetics, it's your identity. Uh, Tell that but, to the police when they're pulling her black ass over. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And but, I, I, and her best friend is black. And she's saying all of these the, these racial things. And what, what about your best friend? Brothers, she's really racist. Then. Said, all racist. Say, my best friend is black. black yeah. 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 <laughs> Sounds like some trauma in her life, though, that has her from, yeah. what, from what happened on the show and what we learned about her. Her backstory does sound like <clears> something's, like, triggered. It might be something mental. Yeah, there's something mental, uh, and it is trauma. I mean, she first off, I think her mother made a real mistake not being straight up with her. Then she lost her lifestyle and her father, and then this news all at the same time, and she's very confused. Plus, she's very entitled and very immature. Mm-hmm. You know, so all well, that of, together. Well, that is well, a lot of white people do feel entitled. <laughs> Yeah, we just did a show on uh, white, privilege. white privilege. Yeah. One more thing about the Treasure Girl. Do you feel like y'all was exploiting her for ratings? Because she is 16. Her prefrontal <clears throat> cortex isn't truly developed yet. He just learned that word, you Dr. Know? Phil. He said Clearly. it nine times today. Prefrontal cortex isn't fully <laughs> developed until she's at least 25. You feel like y'all was exploiting her a little for ratings? No, I don't think we exploited her for ratings. And, uh, you know, by the way, you know, people ask me that sometimes about a given show or whatever. Uh, Ratings means ad rates, right? Mm-hmm. 
that's set before the season ever starts. Talk your talk, Dr. And, uh, we don't need and, that. And we've been on 17 years, so gotcha. it, it, what I do with one guest or another doesn't change a damn thing one gotcha. way or another. And we spend a lot of time protecting kids. And really trying to help people. Mm -hmm. Doc, yeah. have you ever, as, a, as a, a young boy, have you ever thought about changing, you wanted to be a different race? Never occurred to me. No? <laughs> Never wanted to be black? No. How about you? How about you? How about Have you, you ever wanted to be black? Have you ever wanted to be black? Huh? <laughs> I, I, I am black, Dr. Phil. I am yeah. black. You talked about the white privilege panel, the deconstructing white privilege panel. Why is it so hard for white people to understand their privilege? Because they think it's an individual thing, and they get defensive and start saying, I didn't do anything wrong. They don't get the fact that white privilege does not have anything to do with their doing something specifically wrong. They think it's all about them personally taking some unfair advantage, and that's not what it's about. It's, a, it's about the fact that this is what inures to people that are not of color, that they don't consciously choose, they don't consciously create. It's white privilege if you can walk down the street and people, three of you walk down the street, and somebody walking towards you not cross over to the other side mm. because they're afraid something's going to happen. They mm. don't realize that that even happens, but it does. They don't realize they can walk into a restaurant and a white woman reach down and snap her purse shut. They don't realize that doesn't happen when they walk in, but it yeah. does happen when you walk in. Why? Because I got a hoodie on? Yeah, yeah. exactly. Well, it's a pretty good-looking hoodie, though. Yeah. I mean, uh, they, they, they don't get that. They don't get that when you're white, you get a 40% longer interview for a job than you do if you're of color. They don't realize those things happen because it, it doesn't show. It doesn't they don't feel it. Mm -hmm. When did you recognize your own white privilege? Uh, you know, when I started studying it a long time ago, mm -hmm. you know, in college. You know, back in my master's program and doctoral program, we started looking at those things then. So I got sensitized to it and started studying it. We uh, There was a clip, old clip from Donald Trump where he said that uh, black people have more advantages than white people because mm -hmm. of, like, affirmative action and things like that. So if he could come back, he would be a black man. It was an old clip, though. But why do some people, why, why do some white people think black people have more privilege than them? Because they're idiots. <laughs> that's idiotic. That's, yeah. that's an idiotic thing to say. I mean, that's just simply not true. They don't have more privileges because there's a historical momentum mm -hmm in terms of educational opportunity and uh, the things that we just talked about with regard to white privilege that they simply don't know because they haven't had to climb that steeper hill uh, because things that flowed their direction. You know, you know what's so interesting? I always ask uh, white people, I say, what do you, how are you using your privilege to combat prejudice? You actually got a whole list on how to combat white privilege. Yeah, I, I, I think only thing you can do this is, you know, when I started the show 17 years ago, people asked me, what are you going to do? And I said, one of the things I'm going to do is I'm going to talk about the silent epidemics in America. You know, just like domestic violence and mental illness. I mean, there's a whole lot of silent epidemics in America. That's one of them. All right, we got more with Dr. Phil. When we come back, don't move. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Dr. Phil is here. You did a show on ADD, and we talk about mental illness a lot. Do you feel like some of that is a fad? And people are just using that as excuses for things? Well, ADD is what I call a wastebasket diagnosis. What do you mean? Um, it's when I was growing up, that kid was an out-of-control brat. Okay, now 
since we have ADD and ADHD, it has become a wastebasket diagnosis. Anytime a kid is misbehaving, he's ADD or ADHD. And I hate it. So let's throw Ritalin at him. It is so overdiagnosed, it is absolutely unbelievable. But medicine is a high-volume business, and so it's easier to write a script than it is to figure out what's really going on. Yeah, they tried to put me on Ritalin in middle school, and my father was like, he don't need no Ritalin, he just need his ass kicked. Yeah, well. <laughs> now, you might have needed Ritalin, bro. Yeah. And an ass kicking. I was going to ask about mental illness as well. It, it seems like a lot of people are talking about mental illness, and if something's wrong, that's the first thing. I have, I'm mentally ill. What do you think about that as well? Well, look, it can certainly be an excuse, but I don't want that to keep people from talking about mental illness because what I've tried to do is push mental illness, mental health to the forefront of the narrative in America because I don't want people to be ashamed about talking about mental illness. I hate to see people misuse it. Right. Because I want people to feel free to talk about mental illness in America, anxiety, depression. People need to talk about that and not feel alone, not feel ashamed, not hide it, get rid of the stigma for mental illness. Because to me, if you've got a mental illness, mm -hmm. it is an illness. I just, I just found out that uh, anxiety was a mental illness because I suffer from anxiety. But I didn't realize it went under the mental illness umbrella. When I thought mental illness, I thought bipolar and stuff like that. I didn't know anxiety was. A lot of people feel that it's a weakness, that you're just not uh, um, strong, you're not a man, you're not whatever, and that's just absolutely not true. Mm -hmm. This is a neurologically-based situation, and uh, oftentimes it can be 80% neurological and 20% psychological. You just don't know till you get in and figure it out. And I'm glad you're talking about it, by oh, the way. Oh, I just wrote a book about it. I know you did. That is a great thing to do because a lot of people pay attention to you, they look up to you, and they say, okay, if he can acknowledge that and deal with it, then I can. All right. All right, we were first introduced to the Cast Me Outside girl on your show, and since then she's signed a record deal, and everybody knows who she is. Do you keep in contact with her, and what do you think about everything that she's done since then? Um, I do not keep in contact with her. And <laughs> <clears throat> Are you ashamed about that, Dr. Phil? I wish her nothing but the best. But I think that that's a very dysfunctional situation. Yeah. We sent her to a really great place called Turnabout Ranch. She really got away from her attitude, and she started participating. She actually took a leadership position with a lot of girls there and was just doing terrific. And she got home, and she got back into that environment, and it just all came unraveled. Somehow or another... They've turned it into a cash cow. Yeah. And so I suppose there's a silver lining in that regard. But um, I think that encourages the negative behavior. The money. Yeah. Like, like it might make people want to come on the show and act up because they think they'll get famous yeah. from that. And, you know, I've, we since that a few times. She came back for a follow up visit. Mm -hmm. And when she came back for the follow up visit, and I had no audience at all. Mm. The mother was stunned. I said, well, you don't need an audience. You're just here to follow up and continue the progress with your daughter, right? Mm. What do you need an audience for? Mm. At that point, I thought she had flipped into trying to play to the audience. So I emptied the whole building, had not one person in the audience. Are we seeing uh, the effects of social media on, on these in this younger generation now? So the kids have the knowledge, but not the wisdom. And that's the problem. And I've seen kids that commit suicide because they don't get enough likes for their pictures right. or 
somebody is bullying them on the Internet. Is that a healthy way to do social media? Well, first off, I think they should be limited in the amount of time they spend on it because they can get addicted to this, right? Yeah. And parents need to limit the kids' access to it. I think, think even with technology, they're trying to limit that, too, by having kids' phones shut off after a certain amount of hours and all of mm -hmm. that. They have all these things that they can do now yeah. for parents to make sure that their kids can't be on their phones and tablets all the time. See, I didn't know that. I didn't know they'd shut them down. What does Oprah think about all of this? Well, you have to ask Oprah about that. <laughs> she never talked to you about it? I talk to her all the time. <laughs> what does she say? We tend to both shake our heads at the same time. Did you expect to get where you are after first appearing on her show? Like, did you see this? Um, no, I, I never had any intention of being on television. I was very busy with a trial science firm when I met Oprah, and they called to ask me to be on the show. Well, I was on the show the night that I represented her in the Mad Cow case up in Amarillo. Mm -hmm. I was on her uh, defense team up there. But then a few weeks later, a month later, they called and asked me to come be on the show because she she'd made a commitment to her viewers. She said, look, anything I find in my life that I think is of real value, I'm, I'll share it with you. And... She said I was one of those things she found in her life that was of value, so she was wanted to share it with her viewers. And they called and said, you know, we want you to be on the show. And I said, no, that's okay. But I've got the name of three people that I think would do a really good job. So I passed. And about 30 minutes later, the phone rang, and it was Oprah. And she said, you don't say no to Oprah. What are you getting? Come on. Come be on the show. Wow. And I said, well, I... I'm going scuba diving. I, 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 when they're doing it, I'm going scuba diving. She said, well, we'll wait till you get back. How's that? And I said, well, okay. Um, so I went scuba diving, and I came back and went on the show. And so I just went and did what I did. And what's the old saying, the rest is history, I guess. It, it just kind of clicked. And people were pretty much in shock at first, to tell you the truth. Was yeah. your show successful from the first season? Like yes, because uh -huh. you, you had a nice build-up five years. People were familiar with well, you. Well, listen, when you when Oprah launches you, uh, it's yours to lose, mm -hmm. right? Because um, she gives you a good running start. Right. Yeah. What did you think of Megan Kelly's Megan Kelly's comedies about? Well, I know Megan Kelly Megan Kelly very well, and I always look at people's intent. I think is a poor choice of words. I think she'd take it back a million times over. But I don't think she had any negative intent at all. Um, she should I, know better, though. Well, of There's course. There's so many conversations about this. It's well, like, of course. come on, and especially what she does in her line of work. That's something that she should have been researched and known about instead of just she's heard it before. She should have been out there like that. So she should know better. Of course. The last thing I say before I walk on stage. I close my eyes and say, do not walk out there and say something stupid. <laughs> <laughs> That's the last thing I say before I walk out on television. I thought you were about to say something real profound. Like, <laughs> yeah. After Wayne W. Lord, Dyer. Help quote. me with like, this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Don't well, say thanks for having stupid. me, guys. All right, Dr. Phil. Now, let's open up the phone lines. 800-585-1051. Thank you for stopping by, Dr. Phil. All right, let's open up the phone lines. Do you think Dr. Phil is responsible for giving his ratchet guests a platform? What do you guys think? Um, I mean, no more responsible than any other media outlet or radio outlet is. I don't think he necessarily wants to. If, I just think he just, 
you know, talking about what's, what's the problems and what's going on in their life. I think he also can't predict what's going to happen before they come on the show. What do you mean? Of course they can't. They no, do he whole... can't predict what people are going to say, though. I'm saying once you do the yes, interview. Yes, they do. They bought her on the show. No, because... what I'm saying is once you do the interview, right? What like, whenever about? we interview somebody, we don't know exactly what they're going to say. We can't predict yeah, what it's going to turn out like. But Dr. Phil's case is different because he's bringing them on the show for, for specific reasons. That specific reason. Right. He bought her on the show because right. she's a black girl who and thinks she's white her. and hates, hates black, black people. people. Right. Broadcast me outside she, girl on the show because she, she hates her parents. She was disrespectful to her parents. Right. Yeah. But he didn't know that it was going to turn into the viral and they were gonna thing that blow it turned up, into the vi- or yeah, how the crazy they were going to act on the show or exactly right. what they would say. Now, people are um, hitting us up right now saying that uh, a lot of the stuff that Dr. Phil does is fake. They said that uh, mm-hmm. the girl's sister is actually online saying the whole thing is scripted. Now, if the whole thing is scripted, which I would have known beforehand to ask Dr. Phil that, then yes, that's wrong. I thought we did. I thought we did ask Dr. Phil, and he was like, it's all real. Yeah, we did ask him. Oh, we did? Him yeah. Yeah. I, oh, I, I forgot well, that. Well, 800-585-1051. Do you think Dr. Phil is responsible for letting some of his ratchet guests get a platform? Call us now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Now, if you just joined us, Dr. Phil was just here. And we were asking, do you think that his ratchet guess he's given him a platform? That's the question, 800-585-1051. I mean, he's, he's no more responsible than, you know, The Breakfast Club is or any True. other platform or outlet that brings certain people on. Like, he knows where that could go. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but I don't, I don't think he, nev- he he ever knows who's going to be huge. Like, Listen, if you don't know I, if, gonna go viral. If, if my producers come to me and say, hey, it's this black girl who thinks she's white and she hates black people. That's ratings gold. Yeah, that, okay. is, that is ratings gold. You know exactly gold. what you're getting into. That is definitely going to go viral. He when didn't you... know the Cash Me Out girl, though. Maybe, yeah. I mean, it's a, a white girl, girl that talks bad about her mom yeah. all the time. Yeah, that's all of them. Cash Me Outside girl, no. But Treasure, absolutely. <laughs> and by the way, Treasure was probably their way of trying to get another Cash Me, Cash Me Outside girl moment. Right. All right. And it let's, worked. <laughs> let's go to the phone lines. Hello, who's this? Hey, y'all. Hey, this hey. is Tiki. Hey, Tiki. Hey, Kiki. Do you love me? I knew it. And she's tired of that. Now, what's talking about? I didn't know. We're talking Dr. Listen, Phil this Dr. morning. Phil needs to sit down somewhere. He really does. Why you say um, that? Because um, there are too many people that came on his show that uh, are ratchet. Now, come like on. Now, you other, said, you, you said too many people. How many? Uh, the, the little white girl. Catch me outside, girl. <laughs> and treasure. Two and, people. And Stop And the it. black girl. Yes. And the black girl the other day. Two that people. doesn't know that she's black. Yes. Not yet. She don't know she's black yet. Uh, but let's be black. clear. He's been on for 17, 17 years. And that's why I said, we are that's so crazy nowadays. He bring too many people on. It's just two. Two people. Hello, who's this? Hey, this is Dalton Woodley from Virginia Beach. Hey, we're talking Dr. Phil this morning. You think he's allowing his ratchet guest a, a, a platform? Uh, I mean, honestly, I, I think it gives him the opportunity. I wouldn't say him himself personally is uh, exploiting them. But um, I, I think anyone given the opportunity would take advantage of their 15 minutes of fame. Okay. That is true. And the producers and social media people they got working there, once they see that working, they're going to continue to do more of that. Absolutely. Hello, who's this? This is DJ Skip from Indianapolis. What's up, bro? You think Dr. Phil is giving his ratchet gifts too much of a platform? Man, he gave her too much time on his platform, man. She went on there cooning and everything, man. She crazy. Someone needs to slap her. <laughs> I, wouldn't, I wouldn't say slap. And I, and I also will say this. We're talking about platforms. You know, we're the ones who make the platform bigger. Right. Because once Dr. Phil plays it, we're the ones that share the viral clip on all our platforms. Everybody that's tweeting and Instagramming and Facebooking, y'all sharing her on y'all platforms too, so y'all just complicit. People love a train wreck. Yeah, they sure do. Hello, who's this? 
Hey, this is Doe. What's going on, Envy? What's up with you, bro? I'm cooling, cooling, man. I'm uh, cooling. I'm cooling, man. Yeah, I got some bad news, <laughs> man. Oh. What's up, you? Hey, how are you, boo? I'm we was, pretty good. We was uh, talking about I'm Dr. Phil, here. but what's, what's your bad news, bro? Man, I'm over here in New Orleans, man. We just lost one this morning about 4.30. Oh, Young, young Greatness. Young Greatness, yeah. Yes. Yeah, man, this is crazy, man. This city, I don't know what's going on, man. We can't have nothing, man. We're going to talk, okay. talk about it more in the rumors, though, man, but... Definitely rest in peace and condolences to his family, man. Young greatness, rest in peace, man. Thank you for calling and checking us up and making sure we knew. All right, man. Appreciate it. Y'all have a good one. All right. Well, thank you for keeping us posted for what's going on. And, yeah, you got the rumors coming up, right? Yes, and that's the unfortunate story that we are going to be talking about in the rumor report about young greatness shot and killed. All right. We'll get into that next. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. All right. Morning, everybody. It's DJ MV Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Let's get to the rumors. Let's talk young greatness. This is the Rumor Report with Angela Yee on The Breakfast Club. Man, rest in peace to young greatness. He was shot and killed in New Orleans. This happened early this morning, according to friends. Mm -mm -mm. Theodore Jones is his name. He was shot outside the Waffle House. They're saying that the shooting occurred around 1.35 a.m. When officers did get to the scene, they found that he was killed with a single gunshot wound. He was pronounced mm -hmm. dead on the scene. Right now, they are gathering evidence and information to identify a suspect and a motive. Now, his mother spoke to the news. Here's what she had to say. I can't stand that place. They can have it with their politics and potholes. It's too many mothers taking slow walks to sad tunes while they sit at home and play politics with people like and people living, they can have it down there. Too many yeah. mothers taking slow walks to sad tunes. Mm. That's his mother, Janine Rose. Mm -mm. Yeah, so again, our condolences go out to his family. Really sad situation. Rest in peace to that brother. He was here uh, And we'll keep you on. updated. Yes, he was, he was here. He came yeah. with Akon. Maybe like four or five years ago. He's been, been a couple times. He came with Akon once and he came he by came himself one time. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, All right, so we'll keep you guys updated on what's happening with that. Uh, and let's talk about Netflix. They are turning Wyclef's life story into an animated movie. He's partnering up with Netflix to do that. It's going to be an animated musical about his youth. They said when Wyclef first came to us with the rich story idea for an animated film about his personal journey and the evolution of his music from when he was a young boy in Haiti to finding his voice in New York City, we were hooked. So should be interesting. He said, I grew up in extreme poverty, but I was rich with imagination. Okay, I'm, I, I, I watched watch that. that. Mm -hmm. I've been watching The Haunting of Hill House over the weekend. I was trying to catch up uh, while I was at home. I know you guys don't like scary things, but nah. you would like it. It's pretty good. It's not like scary in your face scary. It's not scary scary. It's just scary. It's more like... It's scary. I don't purposely... Uh, I don't pay people to scare me, and I don't purposely attempt to scare myself, so I'm not doing that. Well, it's great if anybody wants to watch The Haunting of Hill House. I'm Angela Yee, and that's your rumor report. All right, thank you, Miss Yee. Charlemagne. Yes. We giving that donkey too. Listen, man, we need uh, Josh Du. How you pronounce his last name? Du Duhamel. Duhamel. We need Josh Duhamel to come to the front Duhamel. of the congregation. He's doing some serious victim blaming this morning, and we're gonna get to the bottom of it and set him straight. All right. All right. All right. We'll get to that next. Keep it locked. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Charlemagne, say the gang donkey other Charlemagne. You are. A donkey. <laughs> it's time for Donkey of the Day. Donkey of the Day does not discriminate. I might not have the song of the day, but I got the Donkey of the Day. So if you ever feel I need to be a donkey, man, <laughs> hit it with the heat. Yeah, it's a breakfast club, bitch. Who's Donkey of the Day today? 
Yes, don't you? Today for Monday, October 29th goes to Josh Duhamel. Now, if you don't know who Josh Duhamel is, he's an actor. Am I saying his name right? Probably Josh not. Josh Duhamel. Duhamel? Josh Duhamel. I don't give a damn. He don't even, couldn't even tell us apart. Now, if you don't know who Josh Duhamel is, what? he's an actor and the soon-to-be ex-husband of Fergie, okay? They aren't officially divorced yet, but separated. And clearly, Josh still has love for Fergie, or he doesn't want that divorce to go through because he is sticking up for his boo. Now, he's like nine months too late, but better late than never. Uh, do we all remember in this room when Fergie sang the national anthem at the 2018 NBA All-Star Game? Do we remember? If we don't remember, of let's course. refresh our memories. And the rockets rang the light. March birthday in air. Fergie's vocals. Fart on Fergie's vocals. Okay, Josh, that's all your fault that we played that again, okay? I forgot all about that. Now, if you remember, Draymond Green was a visual representation of a lot of us watching that when he chuckled to himself as she was performing. Now, mm-hmm. I actually thought Draymond chuckled in the most professional way possible because if that was me on that court when she was singing, I would have let off the most sinister, evil laugh I could muster. Something like this. <laughs> And maybe a little point in that or now. Uh, I haven't heard one person ever say Draymond was wrong for that little snicker he did. All right? You know why? Because you can't point the finger at Draymond Green in that situation because the world was laughing at Fergie loudly. Mm-hmm. LOLing with capital letters, crying laughing emojis, tears everywhere. But for whatever reason, Josh, uh, Fergie's ex-husband, almost nine months too late, damn near a whole three trimesters, is speaking out to ask Draymond, for an apology. If I didn't hear it for myself, I wouldn't believe it. <laughs> what? This is Josh Drew Mel asking Draymond for an apology. <laughs> the thing that made me upset was that she was taking a lot of uh, really cruel sort of comments. People yeah. are, people were really trolling. I was pissed off at Draymond Green, first of all. I think he owed her an apology. I thought he was kind of a prick. For Why the way, specifically for Just because he knew the camera was on him and he snickered about it. I just thought that if he would have been a real man, he would have at least called her and said, listen, I'm sorry that I caused all that. A whole what? three trimesters, Josh. I don't think that she caused that. <laughs> you wait a whole goodness. three trimesters to ask for an apology. It's almost Halloween. Shut up. All right, I got other things to do. Uh, let me tell you something, Josh. I don't know how much Fergie is receiving in y'all divorce. I don't know why all of a sudden you're trying to get on her good side. But her hacking of the national anthem is not to cross the die on. All right, Draymond doesn't owe Fergie an apology. In fact, Fergie owes America an apology. All right? butchering the national anthem. Fergie's rendition of the national anthem offended me the way the football players taking a knee offend Donald Trump. All right? Not really. But you had ample time to prepare for that national anthem. You had time to practice. You had time to get some rest, drink some green tea with honey and lemon. If you stay ready, you don't have to get ready, Fergie. And you wasn't ready. Uh, Josh, did you ask her to apologize for doing such a terrible job? You had the nerve to say Draymond should have called Fergie and said if he would have been mm-hmm. a real man, he would have at least called her and said, listen, I'm sorry that I caused all of this. Play, play that. If he would have been a real man, he would have at least called her and said, listen, I'm sorry that I caused all that. 
Trayvon didn't cause anything. <laughs> Fergie caused all of that because she's the one who hacked the national anthem. Those lame-ass vocals didn't come from Draymond. They came from Fergie. All right? That is the epitome, that is the epitome of entitlement and privilege to think that Draymond has to apologize because your people effed up. You are victim-blaming right now, Josh. Yes, Draymond is a victim. We were all victims. All of our ears were abused, mm -hmm. assaulted, molested by this. <laughs> My goodness. I feel victimized just hearing that again. Josh, listen, uh, don't play the victim, the circumstances you created. In this case, circumstances your ex-wife created. Please give Josh Duhamel the sweet sounds of the Hamiltons. What's his name? Duhamel. Please give Josh Duhamel the sweet sounds of the Hamiltons. Oh, now you are the oh, donkey this real right here, of the day. This real Ooh, you are the donkey okay. of the day. Watch this break down. Now you saw he did apologize. For who? Josh Dumel. Hey, could you tell, tell Josh? He did a hashtag, sorry, Ferg. He said, note to self, think twice before you call out the champs. Well played, Warriors. Tell Josh Dumel, go to hell. Drop one of the clues bombs for the Hamilton. Well played. We're going to let them sing the national anthem somewhere. Mm -mm -mm. You ain't going to play the remix? Oh, you want to hear the remix? Yes. Okay. And by the way, the Warriors were dancing to this remix. There's always a bright side That's what to I'm the waiting situation. For. They were dancing to this. Let's go. Sway the remix, God! Here we go. Let Clues Bomb drop one time. Hey. Okay. Hey. Here we go. Hey. Fergie. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Oh. This kind of rocks. It's rocks. Let's play some basketball. Oh. Hi. Coming up next, Johnny oh. Blaze. Oh. Growing up hip-hop. She used to be on Loving Hip Hop as well. Turn it up some more. Come on. We'll talk to her when we come back, all right? It's the Breakfast Club. Y'all gonna talk about Dr. Phil, but y'all got Johnny Blaze going in here. Y'all just, we just had a conversation about Dr. Phil last hour and bringing Ratchet And what did you say? Well, I think you will enjoy uh, Johnny Blaze because she actually has learned a lot about things that have happened to her in her life. And when you find out her backstory, you'll understand a lot more. F all that. You said ratings gold, right, Ratchet? I'm not Dr. Phil. I don't give a damn. All right, well, hey, bring her up. Johnny Blaze is up next. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. DJ MV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. We got a special guest in the building. And me and homie go way back. Back to Jersey Girl days when she weighed about 102 pounds. Miss mm -hmm. <laughs> Johnny Blaze. Hey, hey, what's Welcome. up? And that's when Envy weighed 102 pounds. Also. I definitely weighed 102 <laughs> pounds. <laughs> Why was you so skinny? Um, I was born like that. Then I started doing, a, you know, plastic surgery and running after everybody else what I wanted to do. They got ass shots. Let me go get some ass shots. I wanted to be like everybody else. And so mm -hmm. I started gaining the weight. I'm very open about the surgery stuff and things. So. Well, Chris, the surgery Chris, made you gain weight? Um, yeah. Well, oh, it wow. was more of what I got done. I got my butt, and then okay. I got my, you know, lipo, and I started eating. You know how some people get lipo, and they don't keep up? Mm -hmm. That was me. So you resent having all the plastic surgery? Um, no, I mean, now I, I, I work out, so it's not as bad, but yeah. You just got ab etching recently. Yeah, I got, I'm still in process, so I still look like a little Ninja Turtle uh, abs down What's there. That? So, Well, I got um. Were they draw the joints on? No, they actually made it. Right so what now. is that, how does that work? Because um, After a while, like over the time of six months, 
it gets smaller and then I'll have like an actual, not these, but these marks will go away and it'll just be flat. Is that a I common lie, thing? I might that, do that one. <laughs> you you got to do, do it? Doctor. That's I'm one I wouldn't mind getting done. <laughs> <laughs> if I see him in there, I'm not going to lie to you. Is that a common procedure? Um, no, that was my first time doing it. So um, now I'm just waiting for the results. But I've I've gotten smaller. I was a fat kid. Um, I'm 28. I just turned 28 when I was like 26. Actually, when I was 23, my boyfriend passed away. They shot him in front of me on Christmas. Yikes. I gained the weight over like the depression. So I wanted to lose weight and I got the lipo and I was like, okay, after this, I just got to maintain the, you know, keeping up and working. Well, let's start from the beginning. For a lot yes. of people don't know. Yeah, we just um, jumped right yeah, in. Just yeah, jumped, jumped so right much. Into, you started off, how did you start off dancing? When I first met you, you were a dancer at Jersey Girls. Now, how, yeah, did you start I, um, how did you get into the whole dancing thing? I was snatched at 14 in prostitution. Yeah, like human trafficking? Yeah. My oh, mom. They about to have an anxiety attack over there. No, no, no. I mean, my mom, my mom picked a guy over me. I mean, me and her best friends now, he molested me. And my mom sent me to my father. And so I didn't want to listen to my father. So, you know, the China bus, you take the Philly and stuff. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I seen a little thing on, uh, what's the, the the thing, back page or whatever you call it, mm -hmm. where it was, um, you looked for like people that was looking for young girls to do pictures. I thought it was just that being naive at 14. Went there, never came back. Like... Wow forced into it. I was failing in school. I went to Hillcrest High School. I was failing and my my dad had to figure it out. I still wouldn't tell him until I was like 19. I had a situation when I was for, from 14 to 17. A guy almost killed me. Mm. And um, oh. basically I wanted my money. He tried to strangle me. And if it wasn't for my friend, you know, I'm not going to say her name because we're close still. Mm -hmm. If it wasn't for my friend going into that door and they got security, I probably would have died. So, you, so, so, so one of my other customers actually brought me into Philly Onyx when I turned 18 when I was of age, and that's how I started dancing. So, what? prostitution. So, somebody kidnapped you and they like, just. Like, basically, like, I what got was your on mom drugs. And dad when you were kidnapped? I was not close with my parents. So, like they that. just let you go and just. No, whatever. they didn't know. He was like, why are you, why are you always late to school? I wouldn't do seventh, eighth, or ninth period. Sometimes I'll come in when I want. I never told him why. I just said I was skipping school. So when it did get out when I was 19, I finally told, like, my parents. Like, nobody knew. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm, I was just, I felt like I didn't need to give them no information because I felt like I lost my parents. Like, my mom sent me away for that, and then my dad and me not close at that time. I was just like, you know, f*** it, f*** all them. I'm going to just do me. Mm. You know, and that went to the stripping. And I whatever I did, I said I'm going to be the best at. And it's not something I'm proud of, but I started dancing. Mm -hmm. Got in K-Slay magazines. and It's great stunting. I so, just did, start. so did you meet somebody when you first moved to Philly, like a pimp? Or... Yeah, that's what it was. So as soon as you got so, to Philly. I, and I, I was the one that, I was the girl that I don't take no shit, So you're not supposed to let the girl have all her money. I actually, he was favorite, it was favoritism with me. Hmm. So the girls didn't like me. I would make the most money. You know what I mean? I was the youngest one out the group. How many girls did he have? It was about 10 of us. Damn. So you were only 14. You yeah, go to your my, my older, like my pictures. sister, yeah. My mm -hmm. older, like my sister was like, like that I called like my sister was way older than me. Like 24 pushing. She's the one that introduced me to a client I had, and they put me into strip club. They didn't take me till I was 18. So I've been through some shit. Yeah, you, you know. Have. So I just, you know, I'm a little different, I guess. But you always have been very honest about. Yeah, I'm, I'm open. I was on. I started drugs at 15, coke, what pills, type of drugs? Coke? cocaine. Um, I'm a recovering addict for five years. I only smoke weed, so I don't know if that's bad as some, but to me, I don't think it is. But I got on drugs, and I got on drugs even worse after my boyfriend died. You know, and then. That what happened with your boyfriend? That, they killed him on Christmas in Houston, Texas. It was mm. a miscommunication of driving out the VIP. Um, and you know how you don't even tap your gas, your car's just rolling. 
and the, a group of guys came in front. We stopped short. They started doing an altercation. I'm on there. So tweeting. Roll rage. Yeah, tweeting. Not roll rage. No, 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 no. Oh. It was out of a VIP. Like you know how when you get out the parking lot and you can't even push your gas, you just letting the car roll because there's people going back and forth. They were at fault walking in front of the car, and you we just stopped. No, no, you didn't hit them because it was too slow. We we're going like two miles an hour, three. Mm. You know, just let roll. Hey, my bad. They started exchanging. I didn't think it would get that serious. And when I went to go tweet, I'll never forget, I was tweeting, hey, come to V-Live, because the V-Live had just started down there. I looked up, and they shot him in the car in front of me. Wow. Like, I literally had a bullet call, go across. So Blood he, splattered on you and all kinds no, of things? Oh. No, not really. It was real quick. It was it was quick. They shot and walked off, and when he got out the car, he went to go shoot back, and he shot the dude, and his lungs collapsed. So they both died. Oh, my yeah. God. Oh, yeah. That's horrific. I was 23. It was five years, yeah. Can I recommend some therapy? Oh yeah, I'm doing it already. Oh, okay, good. Yeah, I'm doing I'm a lot. That's where my anger comes from. You feel me? Like I'm I, I, I be very angry early on. You actually, Charlamagne gave you donkey of the day. He did. Before. He gave me donkey of the day, and I deserved it. I'm gonna tell you why. It was about that Drake thing, and I was young, doing the cat stack. No, but you know what? It was at that time. It was right because, and I wanted to talk about it too because mm-hmm. it, it's like I was young. And I thought it was cool to do that. I thought it was cool to air out people when that man really was trying to help me on some music. So what I got mad. I got mad. I got mad when me and him were talking. I got mad about a girl, and when I, I had no right to. I was just in my feelings. I, I'm popular girl at the time, talking to a guy that's really popular. And instead of keeping it to myself and being an adult, I took it to social media and started blasting him, saying false claims, and just thinking that was cool and not noticing that. Damn, you know, when you get a little older, where well, you really want to focus on that music, they gonna bite you in the ass. Mm. And it did, like, mm. really bad. Like, I just got back on TV. They blackballed me. I just started working with, like, the Rez Deshaun and, and NBA Youngboy and features from different people that really with me now instead of being like, no, nah, I'm not touching her. She did this to this person. So if you are listening, I didn't mean to do it. I'm sorry, Drake. I've said it over and over again because it gets brought up in interviews. Mm-hmm. And I'm open about it. Like, I was young. I'm 20. What did you say about Drake? I, I know you said something that... Yeah, I just I was saying, yeah, that. just disrespectful shit you shouldn't say. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like, I mean, it's not cool. Truth, did y'all but use condoms? It was... Well, that the, no. You know, but it wasn't for the world yeah, to yeah, know. Yeah, it right. it wasn't cool at all. And that, that bites me in the ass all the damn time, so... You said that he blackballed you? Was it him? No, he didn't blackball okay. me. I blackballed myself. Just gotcha. because, because he was the talking actions, and doing these talking crazy so Doing all that stuff. People it, just it, didn't want to mess yeah, with Yeah, they didn't want to... It's like you got to show... But I understand it. Did you regret not getting pregnant from him? No, I wasn't intentionally trying to get pregnant or anything. I wish what would have happened is... I wish I would have stayed with the business and focused. Because Were you right, a relationship or was it... No, and that's the thing. That's why I felt like I was totally wrong. Trying to fit in with all the other girls that's on social media, blasting people, and it's not cool. So why did you come out? Did, was it he stopped calling you? Was it... No, I was just... One of the men bitter, yeah, about a girl, and mm-hmm. it wasn't cool. You know, and I always wanted to say, like, you know, apologize because it was just so wrong. All right, we got more with Johnny Blaze. When we come back, don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Good morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We have Johnny Blaze from Growing Up Hip Hop in the building. Yee. So, Johnny, even before we had this interview with you this morning, a lot of people were like, oh, why would you have her up there? But what they don't all know is that you are very talented. So I remember the first time I saw you playing the piano and singing, I was like, I didn't know she did that. Because a lot of the headlines I used to see, was negative. Negative. It'd be like she twerked and had a miscarriage mm-hmm. on stage. Yeah. Is that true? No. Actually, what? No, actually, I my ex was very abusive, and um, I didn't even know I was miscarrying. So I never made it to the stage. I thought it was just, you know, your menstrual. You know what I'm saying? And I actually almost bled to death in the dressing room. 
you know, because I was getting ready for work. I didn't know what was going on. I still have to work. The dude that I was pregnant for, he really wasn't doing nothing for me. So I felt I could still work. I wasn't showing, and I really was having a miscarriage. But you knew you were pregnant, though. Yeah. Wow. I had a miscarriage, and it was the worst. But people over-exaggerated. I never even went to the front of the stage. I mean, months were you going to have you know? I was about to be two. But how I'm, did you I'm, forgive? Because you forgave. You said you and your mom are cool now, right? My mom had cancer like three times. Uh, that third one hit me hard. I basically told, you know, my stepfather, like, if you don't tell, I swear to God, like, I'll kill you myself. Mm. Because you're destroying me and my mother. You know what I mean? And I love my mom. So I guess whatever happened, she just said, hey, can you pay for my divorce? And I'm like, yeah. So your, your stepfather told her that he I don't know you what or, or happened, know. but it, it must have been other things, too. But it got to that point where I paid for the divorce. My mom was like, you know, do you hate me? I'm like, no, you're my mom. You birthed me. And I don't know where this this loving type of person in me, it, I don't know where it came from. Because people have done things to me, and I'm like, it's okay. I was on TV for free on Love & Hip Hop, the top girl on my fifth season. How like, much you know, you getting that regular basic Mona Scott check? I didn't get 1500? nothing. I didn't get so nothing. you were on there and not getting paid? She didn't pay you at all? And that's where the rage and the fighting came from. Rich Dollars was my manager at the time. Bitch so, Dollars, as I like to call him. All right, so Richard. Mm. Um, <laughs> I'm trying to be a better person. Um, yes, definitely trying. That Gemini mm. size, Mitch. Be, be perfect, Johnny. And he was he stealing your money? No, you I just didn't go on TV. There was nothing there. <laughs> so it was it was a That's lot. management. It was a lot. How, long, how, long, how many seasons were you on? One. It's just one season. It's that one. You didn't get paid at all? No, I got oh, bookings. Why did um you think Rich Dollars would be a good manager? <laughs> um, you know what it is? I was so scared to meet you, right? But then when I meet you and we're talking, it's like different. So that's what that means. It's like Rich Dollars... I seen him and I was only knew, oh, he did this for this person he wrote. And then when you get to meet him, you, you see that he's... What he write? He... You wrong. You so wrong. I'm serious. <laughs> no, what not right, but like... Oh, we knew him for boy. Ryan Bad Leslie. boy. Like, this is the things that I knew. Ryan Leslie Let's and stuff like that. He did. We cool with no, Rich Yeah, Rich, Rich has done a lot. Like, so that's all Olivia. I knew. But that's, that's what it. I knew. Huh? Olivia. And Ryan Leslie. And Olivia. No. Ryan Olivia. Leslie yeah, Ryan Leslie. Credit for Ryan Leslie. He the, helped no. But he, we used to see him. He was affiliated. Olivia, but continue. Okay. Yeah. So I just felt like it would be a great opportunity. I was still dancing. I didn't want to dance no more. And I get on TV and sing and play piano. You know what I mean? And it didn't go that way. I got one scene playing piano, and the rest was just me fighting Daryl Strawberry's daughter, the mother, the executive. I was reckless. And I was on drugs still. Mm. You know, you was on coke, yeah, crazy. I was just wilding. Grandma, my mom was still sick. Boyfriend just died, so it was just a full of anger. Mm-hmm. You know, I wasn't thinking about the music. A lot of that drugs was addiction, but it was also self medication too, right? Yeah, it, it helped me mellow myself. Mm-hmm. It helped me not think about. Oh God. <laughs> about what? Sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> I'm. I've been through some shit, so. When I think about my boyfriend that died, mm-hmm. I'd be crying. I, I think about, he'd be like, you know what? Bitch, you better not be crying. You better do this, and that's what I do. I'm so mad that he got my hand like we Wendy Williams on, at the damn Dr. Phil's. <laughs> but I'm just glad that I'm here and I'm grinding because I got something to prove. My music and my passion, I know that shit gonna help my parents and everything out. That's all I want to do is just do great music and win. That's it. So these tears are not because of anything else but the hard work 
that I go through. I go. Get the snot. You got a little. Snot. I got snot too, left to right. I'm just playing. Left to right. All right. <laughs> so. Yeah, I just. <laughs> I could deal with him. I, I I could deal. It's just I've been through some stuff. That's why. You know what I'm saying? To go to a therapist. Yeah. I'm serious. Don't. I don't know. It. I'm gonna do it. I'm. I'm. Don't think you're being sarcastic. I get it a lot from my mom. I go every week. Yeah. So I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be right with you. Might not be the same doctor because you know your pay is a little high. Tomorrow. Well, I don't even know if it's helping Charlemagne. Charlemagne. Yeah. Ain't I don't see. Because you know why? You know why? But you know why? But you know why? Because I waited till I was 39. So I'm unpacking 40 years of bullshit. That's why I say don't wait. You know what I'm saying? Get that shit away now. Yeah, I, I do believe that I do. I'm just a little nervous, mm-hmm. but I do want to do it. What's it you nervous me. about? I think it's just to recap everything. It's emotional. It's emotional. Just like how right, right now, now I triggered off. Up, yeah. it's, it, I try my best to put on this persona of happiness, which I am, but it's not all the way happiness. Mm-hmm. So I try to psych myself. I always tell my friends, like, psych yourself into happiness. And what that means is I wake up, I have a nice little house, but I pretend it's a mansion. Because mm-hmm. then when it do get there, I'm grateful. That's right. I don't drive at all. I don't even own a car. I downplayed everything in my life so I could put all my money into my music. As long as we got Uber, and when it's time for events, I can get an Uber XL, I'm straight. I'm very simple. Never owned a piece of jewelry, nothing. Like, I got it out the mud. So long as I'm focused on that music, there's nothing else that matters. I, I feel sorry for John. Thank you. I say but, that. I understand the pain. Thank you. I, I feel like I want people to learn from me not to feel sorry. Right. But to be like, yo, this, this dip is still going hard. Like, she's still going for her dream. Like, I don't want to buy it to feel like because you've been through shit to cripple yourself. We'll be watching you, Johnny. I promise. Do not I let promise. us down because we're going to be won't. watching all the all right. moves that you make now. You came up here and talked about how much you're doing better, how resilient you are. And so we're going to be watching all your moves that you make. So. And I appreciate you guys because mm-hmm. I'm not going to lie. Years and years, I'm like, yo, I want to go on the Breakfast Club. And I think God was telling me, I know he was showing me, like, it's not your time. It's yeah, not your it time to do good. certain things. We both was in different headspaces. Yeah, like, he would have roasted me. I would have cried. Yeah, y'all I would have had, had a whole asthma attack. I'm like, bruh. Y'all had a back and forth. your lace one on. He would have asked all types of stuff, man. I'm glad mm-hmm. y'all ain't go to these toes because, boy. What's wrong with your toes? Second toe. Look at the second toe. You just, you want me to say something. What's wrong with your toe? Nothing's wrong with toes. Oh, it ain't painted. No. E.T. fingers, boy. <laughs> ain't nobody care about that. <laughs> E.T. fingers. You know what? Right, Johnny, we appreciate fine, you for Johnny. joining us. And make sure y'all check out her EP. And go get therapy, Johnny. And make sure you check out her EP. That's why she's here. Yes, right, check now, out my EP, that EP 512. <laughs> you know what? Oh, you know, I can really sing, though, Charlemagne. She can really sing. She can play six instruments and sing. At last, my love has come along. My lonely days are over. Want me to sing something else? She can sing, Charlamagne. Don't be a hater. It was all right. You sang three lines of At oh, Last. You want me to sing something else? Yeah, sing. What you, what, what you want me to I sing? Because At Last, that's cheating almost. How is that That's cheating? hard to sing. At Last? Let's hear you sing it. I'm not a singer. No, I'm not claiming to be. <laughs> you sing it. I'm not claiming to be a singer. <laughs> I mean, you picked a big song. I mean, that's a hell of a song. What is the hate you, you wanted, You pick At Last. <laughs> You're supposed to sing you. at last. You oh, just kind of hummed. At last. You yeah. kind of hummed a little bit. I hummed it a little bit. Yeah. I didn't want to do too much. All right, Johnny. Thank but you I want you to go see a therapist. And if I come across your music by accident, I'll listen by to it. By accident, look, you're going to love my music, <laughs> goddammit. I'm about to roast you. I told him he looked like Jiminy Cricket when we was going I remember and that. with each other. I remember that. I had, boy, he was lighting my ass up. I said, what is I did not like? say nothing about you. I gave you donkey I today. I said, he looked like Jiminy Cricket. <laughs> I, I remember that. Like, he, he, he blocked. He I think you blocked you me. Blocked oh, you blocked her. Oh, you don't block nobody. Go to the phone right now. Is let's he still, see. Are you let's still blocked? Johnny, are you Look, still blocked? Let's see. Where, 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 where I don't that? think I blocked no more. I don't block nobody. He blocked me. When I say he look like Jiminy Cricket, your boy blocked me. He kind of do look like Jiminy Cricket. Jiminy the Cricket. I'm going. Because then he going to say I look like something. He said I heard worse. I'm fine, Johnny. Johnny Blaze. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. 
The Breakfast Club. Listen up. It's just in. All the gossip. gossip. The Rumor Report. Gossip. With Angela. Angela Yee. It's The Rumor Report. The Breakfast Club. Man, we are watching what's happening with Cassie and Diddy. Now, they we? did break up. Everybody on social media, because uh-huh. a lot's going on there. And Cassie posted a, pic, a video of herself. She's listening to music. She wrote Hungover. And Diddy left a comment, love you forever, underneath her video that she posted, because the two of them were together off and on for like 11 years. And she egging them, right? I don't know. Seems I don't like know what's it. going on behind the scenes. I see some egging going yeah, on. It seems like it. Like I can't tell you that. But we do know that Diddy also posted Michael Jackson, The Lady in My Life, and he said, if anyone sees Cassie this weekend, please tell her to listen to this song 100 times. Diddy's simping his Love. ass off. And here's, in case y'all don't know, this beautiful song. I know she had to cry when she said oh, that. Oh, no, she didn't. She might have yes, ignored she, she had to Google the song to, to, to see what the hell she's talking she about. She knows what song that is. She's a singer. But still, that's still, no matter what, even if you're over it, it's still after a breakup fresh, and it's still Man, sad. You got to listen to those slow songs. Diddy simping his ass off. Young girl got him going crazy, okay? I'm not mad, though. That's how he feels. That's about how he the feels. situation cool, but, you know, just know Cassie Young. Cassie got a lot more action, a lot more bouncing back to do. Diddy damn near 50. Time for him to sit his ass down Go and relax. Go get your baby back, <laughs> <Okay>. Diddy. Well, <laughs> <laughs> Cassie, you do whatever's best for you, girl. Whatever you decide and, to do. And you know what that is going to be? A 20-year-old penis. All right? She, she is that, is what, that what's best she, for you? She forgot what that felt like. <laughs> 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 you know it's gonna be best for her. She, she forgot what that felt like. Anyway, she'll, she'll she, be back for the love and all that other stuff Diddy can provide later. But right now, she need that old, that young thing back. That's all. Well, she probably is gonna take her time right now because after this long relationship, right. I'm sure she has to go through whatever emotions, oh, whatever Cassie she decides to do. She's, she's like, like 32 tw- or something. I thought like 30. No, I think she's like 32. Yeah. All right. In the meantime, Danny DeCain is talking about Diddy. Oh, Lord. And they were doing an interview with Are they with still Dilly. together? Are they still a group? DK3. No. Some of them. All right. And here's what they had to say. I don't believe that it was on anyone's mind that, that anyone was going to be fired or that the group would be dismantled. Puff didn't care, though, about us being a successful group. He cared about the TV show. He cared about... Puff like, cared about himself in yeah. his pockets. So he wasn't thinking what's best for this group. He's like, oh, I'm going to do what's best for me. Isn't this like 15 yo, years old? Yo, yo. They got to let it go. they're back together, so they're probably... No, I'm man. sure everybody asked them they, about Diddy. No, they got to let it go. Their life will not move forward until they let that part of their life go. It's been like, well, how long? It's 15 over. years? Like, that was it's, a moment. Like, you don't hold on to that. That was a season. You know what I mean? <laughs> Things happen for a reason and season. Like, they got to let go of that in order to the move forward. You did not do three the reason season group? poem just now. He, I did, he definitely did. But that was the truth, though. Can you name three girls in that group? Yes. Good. Uh, D. Woods, Aubrey. Well, they not, well, D. Woods and Aubrey not there no more. Oh, well, yeah. And they were there. So the only one out of those three, I can name is Dawn. The other two, I do not know who the other two are. I thought Aubrey wasn't it, no? See, y'all don't even know. They just got to let it go, man. Let it go so you can move on with your life. All right, now Takashi six nine. We told y'all he was at Powerhouse as a surprise guest he yesterday, it even too. though he was banned from the building. Everybody went crazy. Young man killed it. But he also ended up getting four years probation in that child sex case that he had. Now he spoke to the judge directly, and he said, "I have millions of youth that look at me as a role model, and the last place I want is to be is incarcerated. They don't deserve it. Thank you." So the judge gave him credit for one year. So now he has three more years of probation. He's going to have to perform one thousand hours of community service. He's going to have to refrain from associating with any gang members. 
members and avoid all gang activity. And that's the conditions of his probation. He's got three more years left on that. Now, he can't say Treyway or something like that? That sounded kind of crazy. Is that? Yeah, I guess he's not supposed to uh, reference Treyway at all anymore in his music. What is gang activity? I guess throwing up signs, claiming your blood, hanging out with gang members. That's going to be hard. Doing gang activity things with your friends. That's going to be hard for him to do. Right. So. He's been his whole life for a long time. That's all his friends. Well, listen, if he wants to stay out of jail, he's going to have to figure it out. Okay? Yep. All right, and then, um, yeah, a lot of uh, things happened because afterwards, one of his security ended up getting shot as well. Too. He was uh, waiting for Takashi at a restaurant with two bodyguards, and that's when they're saying a fight broke out because they were told they weren't welcome there. 6 9 called up whatever meeting they were supposed to have. They left, and that's when uh, somebody from Takashi's crew threatened some people and said, I'm going to violate you both with gunshots, and then somebody yelled out, shoot these MFers, gunfire, and yes. Something happened, gunfire erupted, and police did arrest two out of the three Takashi associates that were allegedly involved in all of that. Sheesh. All right. So it wasn't the security that got shot. It was somebody else. Yeah, I don't, listen, I'm not 100% sure. I'm just telling you, you know, what I know so far. But there's, they're saying that his security was saying that they were going to shoot somebody and... It's all alleged. It's all alleged. That's yeah. good security, though. All right. What, to say you're going to shoot somebody? You're damn right. Well, he's got to stay out of trouble, so everybody around him has to stay out of trouble, too. Well, security. Revolt, revolt got to go, guys. And, by the way, Bodied is coming out fr- this Friday, November 2nd. Hey! Yes. Drop Words are weapons. It's a battle dinner. rap movie produced by Eminem and Charlemagne. I'm a, I'm a consulting producer on it. All right, so... And it's a Joseph Kahn film. Yes, so can't wait to see that this I'm also Friday. in the movie, too. I play a character called Honey Grams. Honey, honey. Yes. All right. I'm Angela Yee, and that's your Rumor Report. Revolt. See you tomorrow. People's Choice Mix is next. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning.